Well, hello, this is Kevin. I'm here to help. Well, happy Labor Day weekend. This is actual Labor Day that I'm recording this, so for those of you who have the day off, I admonish you to find something to do. And those who are enjoying this day by working, I guess that's why they call it Labor Day. Welcome back to another episode. It has been a good weekend so far. Um, This weekend, my wife and I celebrated 28 years of wedded bliss. We've been married for 45, but there's been 28 years of wedded bliss. Just kidding. We've been married for 28 years and just amazed how God has um, helped us make a marriage that's biblical and good. And um, boy, if you want advice on marriage... Talk to my wife. She is an expert. and uh, But just 28 years, and it's really good. Friday night, we had a good time um, with the kids, spent the day with them. And then Saturday, um, just a good day Saturday, got to help some friends and went out on our, our anniversary dinner and had just a wonderful time there and came home and had some dessert with all of our children. And then we um, Sunday was a good day at church and just had a good day. Came home in the afternoon and did some work outside on the house and just spent some time together. And, and now it's Labor Day. Now it's the day that I got to sleep in a little bit. I don't know how many more of those I'll get, but, um, but I thought I'd bring something to you today. Today we're going to... To today? What was that? Um, today we're going to... I just want to give you my heart about something that God's been talking to me about over the last few weeks and see if this is uh, a help to you. I want to talk about today about a biblical word called re-reward. Um, that's like old King James word. Um, basically, we're talking about watching your back, understanding your surroundings. And um, we'll get into it here in just a sec and uh, hope it'll be a help to you. Today, I want to start off with a story. Quite a few years ago, my wife and I and family, we were helping out a church that um, is located in a little bit rougher town, one of the rougher towns in our state. And for Christmas time, um, we decided to have an evening where we would walk around the neighborhoods and do some Christmas caroling and pass out some invitations to church. And so... As the church all got together and we're all walking around the neighborhoods, um, my daughter was asked by one of the um, other people of the church, why is your dad hanging way in the back and just kind of not walking with everybody, just kind of walking far behind everybody, just kind of looking around? And my daughter laughed and she says, well, he's watching over us. He's making sure we're safe. He's kind of hanging back just keeping an eye on everybody, making sure that nothing bad happens. And that's always been, for years, I've been studying self-defense. I've been studying many things like that. And um, and that was just, it just was subconscious. I didn't realize I was doing it until um, she told me about it after when we were driving home that evening. There's something about watching your surroundings and protecting yourself against attack and just being aware of your surroundings. Something I've always taught my children is to always be aware, always have situational awareness that you know what's going on. Why is it in our lives when attacks come, uh, we find ourselves caving into temptation, 
or pain just seemingly comes out of nowhere, it's as if we truly didn't see it coming and we're hit off guard. Have you been there? You just find yourself, um, your temper flares, or um, you find yourself doing something you shouldn't, or you, you find yourself being hurt emotionally, um, mentally. Why is that when that happens? Why do we act like this is some new thing that we're being attacked in a way that we didn't expect? I'll tell you some, some examples. During the rush westward in America, the wagon trains, um, as you can tell, I'm a huge Louis L'Amour novel fan. I love Western culture. Um, my grandparents lived on one of the branches of the Oregon Trail um, and in Oregon. And so that it's always been an intrigue of mine. But during the rush westward, um, when the wagon trains would stop to camp, you've heard the term circle the wagons. Especially in wide open plain areas, they would circle the wagons as a defensive position to keep potential attacks from blindsiding them from a weaker rear area. Guards would be posted around the circle to prevent blind spots in their, in, in their defense. In tactical movements of police and military, um, guarding the back of the assault team was vital. That's what Overwatch and snipers and being spread out, they did that to protect the, the um, more non-defensible areas, the rear of the group. Um, I train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Karate, and the back is the weakest area, and we're taught to be overly careful about protecting our back. And when we're attacking or when we're, we're fighting, we're always looking for an opportunity to take the back because we know that there's a great tactical advantage um, when you have control of the back of your opponent. They're weaker. They don't have the leverage. They can't, they can't harm you as well. And so taking the back and taking control of that weak area of, their, of, their, of your opponent is actually a, a game that many people play and many people use. Let me tell you a story, a biblical story. Remember the story of Gideon? And we always, um, I remember that story where he only had 300 men and they all carried, um, you know, lamps and clay pots and trumpets. Gideon was called to deliver Israel from a country called the Midianites from Midia. And Gideon went out with 32,000 warriors. And God says, you have too many people. What's going to happen is you're going to win the battle. And even though they were, they were enormously outnumbered, I think the number four or five to one with those 32,000 warriors, God says, you have too many. I don't want you doing that because what's going to happen is you're going to win and you're going to take the glory. And God said, I want the glory for this. And so he said, pull the people, pull your warriors, and if anybody's fearful or afraid, they can go home. Tell them it's no, no, no bad feelings. If they want to go home, they can. And 22,000 men left. And so he was standing there with 10,000 people, and God came back and says, Gideon, you still have too many people. That's still too many people that if you were to get victory, that um, you guys are going to take the credit for it. And God said, I want to take the credit for this victory. I want to show you what I can do for my children, if my people. And he says, I'm going to test that remaining 10,000 people. I want you to bring them down to the, the stream, down to the, the water's edge, and let them take us, get, get hydrated, have everybody take a drink. And this is how you're going to judge who's going to go home and who's going to stay. People that bend down and drink from the water 
um, he said that those people aren't watching their backs. They're not careful. They they just they're not paying attention to their surroundings. Those people go home. The people that bend down and cup water and bring it to their mouths and 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 lap at it so they can keep an eye of their surroundings. Those are the people that you're going to keep. And of the twenty of the ten thousand people left, nine thousand seven hundred people left, and Gideon was left with three hundred people. And the key to those three hundred people were they were. They understood the importance of watching their back, of of understanding their surroundings. Hmm. That was found in Judge seven, Judges seven. If you want to look that up, there's an old King James Bible word that I love. I'm a King James guy, and there's a King James Bible word that I love, and it's a fun study if you want to look it up. It's the term re-reward. You think it's like you know getting a uh, a trophy for a second time. Re-reward? Yeah, I won a trophy twice. But the word re-reward is basically the, the word that inspired this episode. Um, it just simply means rear guard or the one in the back to protect your back. When Israel was traveling through the wilderness, um, there was two major things that they did. While they were camping, the tabernacle, the 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 and, and Moses would be in the center of the camp. And then on all four sides, you'd have three different of the tribes strategically placed out um, in each direction to surround the tabernacle and to make sure that all directions were protected and kept safe. They kept a guard up and they protected themselves from every direction. When they were actually traveling, they had a a very um, precise plan when traveling that the tribe of Dan... Their sole job was they were to be in the back of the caravan and to be the re-reward, to be the rear guard of Israel as they were traveling. They were to be the ones in the back. Another fun Bible story found in 1 Samuel chapter 29. King David, he, was, he wasn't king yet. He was fleeing, still fleeing from Saul. This is about right before Saul and, and um, Jonathan were killed in battle. He David was hanging out with the Philistines with the king... Uh, and so when he's traveling, him and his mighty men in, in 1 Samuel 29, they were the rear guard of the Philistine army. They were there to protect the king in the back of that caravan of the, of the, the, the Philistine army traveling. David and his mighty men would stay in the back with, with the king and protected the rear guard. They were the personal bodyguards of King Akish, 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 I don't know how to say his name. That's okay. And so... I just proved how great in the Bible I am. There's something about keeping your back protected. I just got done teaching through the book of First Peter with our church. And a few weeks ago, we hit the verse, 1 Peter 5, 8, about Satan, about the devil being a as a roaring lion, walking about looking for people that he can destroy, people that he can devour, people that he can take out. He's looking for somebody that was defenseless, someone who he could sneak in and destroy them. You see it every day. Driving down the street, you're looking around society, go through the mall, go through any store, and you see people walking along, dark outside, heads down, phone up, focus solely on their cell phone, watching the latest TikTok video or checking their Facebook or or texting a friend. Of course, you see that people driving. Now, let's talk about driving for a minute. No, Um, not even focused at all that there may be potential danger around them. 
They're not looking for obstacles. They're not looking for dangerous people. They're not looking for hazards. They're not watching their surroundings. They're just clueless and defenseless. And unfortunately, this is a great example of how many of us protect and guard ourselves. We don't keep watch over our spirits. We don't keep watch over our emotions. We don't keep watch over our physical desires. We don't keep watch over our finances, or our relationships, or our families. We don't keep watch over our spiritual or physical or mental or emotional health. We just walk through life with our eyes on our phone, with our heads down, either actually or symbolistically looking at our phones of life, not staying aware, uh, aware of our surroundings, and are very defenseless. We have no idea what could be going on around us. We don't protect ourselves. Our backs are usually exposed, and we don't even know it. I remember just the other day I heard another fun word, the word circumspect found in the Bible. The Bible says in, in Ephesians 5, tells us that we're to, we, we're to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. The word circumspect literally means to be looking all the way around you, to be aware of what's going on around you. And Paul was trying to tell the folks in Ephesus, as you're walking through life, make sure that you're looking around at your surroundings. Because far too often we just go through life with our heads down, not realizing that attacks could come. And usually they're going to come in places that were weakened, places that were not paying attention, places that were not being circumspect, we're not being wise, we're not looking at our back, we're not making sure our surroundings are protected. So funny. As my kids got older, they noticed that when we go to a restaurant that I always choose, probably reading too many spy novels and political thrillers and things like that, but I always notice that myself is I love to sit in a place at the table where I could keep an eye on everything going around us. I can look at the door. I can look most of the windows. I can see basically most of the restaurant. I like to position myself in a way that I can just see what's going on. There's just something wise about being circumspect, about watching your back to making sure that we just don't go through life and potential danger could harm us. I like to protect my family, and that's what we do. There's something about protecting our backs. It's one of my weak things about when I do jujitsu. People always end up getting on top or getting on my back, and I end up having to fight just to stay alive for half of the round. Something I'm working on. But let's, let me give you some, some thoughts that I've put together about watching our backs, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, in our relationships, in our, in our, in our mind, about protecting the, our thought life in, 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 in every aspect of our life where we're taking time to, to be a rear reward, to be a rear guard, to pay attention to what's happening. Because let's be honest, if an attack's going to come, it's probably going to come in a weak area. Oh, there I am getting ahead of myself. Let me give you some thoughts. First of all, we've got to come to a place where we're honest about our weaknesses. We have to be honest about our weaknesses. We all have those weaker areas of our life, whether we're talking spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationshipally. Is that a word? Relationshipally uh, in our relationships. 
we have to be honest about our weaknesses. What areas of our life are we easily beaten or broken or hurt or tempted or damaged or attacked? One thing I've done in in that I've in the last few years that I've really getting into this jujitsu thing is are you tired of hearing about the jujitsu thing? I don't know why, but it's so much fun. You should try it. Um, but there's something that I've I've started to do over the last probably year year and a half is I've been I really focus on areas that I'm weak in, and I drill and I work and I work and I work for a month or two or three or four on that area that I'm weak in. I try and build up my ability to fix that weakness. And in about 25 years, I'll have it all figured out and I'll have no weaknesses and I'll be like maybe not a white belt. (laughs) But be honest about your weaknesses. What areas of your life are you easily beaten, broken, hurt, damaged, tempted, fallen, wounded, hurt? Be honest with yourself. I know where my weaknesses are and I'm not telling you because it's none of your business. But, but but what things could happen in your life for you to easily lose your temper, for you to, to spend money frivolously, for you to um, allow things in your life that could damage you or your family? What, what, what are things in your life where you're weak in and you, you need to be honest about that? We walk through life so many times with pride and with arrogance, thinking that we're all that and a, and a bag of peanuts, as my wife says, that, that, that we're not weak, that we're strong, but that's not true. There are areas in our lives that each and every one of us have our weaknesses, and we need to be honest about that. We need to be honest. Number two, I, if once, I've, once I've labeled and, and, and focused on my weaknesses... I need to make sure I'm putting up extra guards and focus on those weaker areas. I need to put safeguards in place as 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 much as I can. I must put up physical barriers, emotional barriers. I must be very careful to guard those areas that I've deemed my weaknesses lie. And if I can't do it, then I, I can also put people in my life that will help me guard those areas. Let me give you a fun example. I have a few things with, that I love. I, I have a weakness, and um, I, I and I'll give you an example. I love mortar pestles. I think they're the coolest thing on the planet. You know, those cooking things where you can put spices in and grind them up, make you know, make guacamole, all those fun things. I love puppies. I love firearms. I love shirts. I love coats. I love blankets. Don't ask me why. It's just a thing. My primary bodyguard when it comes to those temptations in my life is I've given my wife full veto power that I am no longer the head of my home when we're walking through TJ Maxx and I see a mortar pestle, a design that I've not seen before. She has full veto power to look at me and say, no. When I see a puppy on the internet... When I see that, you know, maybe I want to buy a new shirt or I want to get a new coat or I want to buy a new firearm or my wife has the ability to look at me and say, no. Why? Because that's a weakness in my life. It it may sound like a silly example, but let me just tell you, right now, currently, there are 20 different mortar pestle sets down in my living room kitchen area. So I, it is a weak part of my life. In fact, it's gotten to the point where I'm not allowed to buy them for my house, but I can buy them for gifts. And so we've been buying them for gifts for people for the last year. 
but I knew that I had a weakness when I go through through TJ Maxx and I see a new one or I see on on Amazon a new style or a new stone that we don't have one of that style. I've got to have that one. My wife can look at me and say, no, we have enough. We have run out of shelves. In fact, to be honest, the other day, uh, a few months ago, we bought a new display shelf for my wife's. She um, inherited from her grandmother and my grandmother many teacup and tea sets, just beautiful, many of them antique, just gorgeous teacups and teapots and things. And we filled up that new display shelf with those, except there was one shelf on the very top that we didn't want to put the, the fancy china things on because of our crazy cat. And so I went, I got a great idea. Why don't we put a few more mortar pestles up there because those are heavy. The cat can't, can't move those, so it's not like she's going to break them, you know. And so that gave me opportunity to buy three more. And so we – um, but understand your weaknesses. And when you understand your weaknesses, put in extra guards – Put in up bigger barriers in your life, like whether they be a physical, emotional, or a, a person that allows a barrier in your life that says, no, this is not where you want to go. I'm, I'm helping you with Overwatch. Many times that's what um, Overwatch and snipers and satellites and, and helicopters and airplanes would do with, with um, tactical advances of militaries as they would watch the back and watch the sides of, of their units going forward because they wanted to make sure that their weak areas were protected. But here's the thing. If I know what my weaknesses are and I've put so much focus and, and, and barriers up on those weak areas... If I'm not careful, I will leave my strong areas defenseless. When we get to the point where, well, I don't have to worry about this. I will never do that. I've got that covered. Well, then that strength just became a weakness because out of pride, it just became a weakness. I would never fall or I would never do this in my life. Well, guess what? That just became a weakness. Don't get so overcompensated on protecting your weakness, weak areas your weaknesses that you don't also protect the areas you're also strong in. Keep an eye on those. Next. <laughs> if you find your, your defenses failing and those weak areas are falling, you've got to learn how to bounce back. You've got to learn how to get back. And when, when, when those areas are falling in your life and you find yourself doing something wrong or you find yourself getting wounded or you find yourself um, losing your temper, you find yourself doing something that you know you shouldn't because it's a weak area of your life and you find it falling away or being broken down, you've got to learn a way to fight back and to start rebuilding that up. And here's the last final lesson about this. If you get your back taken and you get choked out and you tap out because you failed, do what's necessary to make it right again. One of the, the hardest things, actually I learned, I think I learned now and actually kind of quickly in, in, in fighting in jiu-jitsu is the moment you tap out and you see where you went wrong is you bump fists and you start fighting again. If everybody who got tapped out never fights again, then there would be no jujitsu. 
I've got I've 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 had to understand this and I know I'm using the martial arts as an example but look at your areas of life look at my areas of life those areas where I found that I've fallen and I'm sorry you most of the time you don't need a medical or bracelet to announce to everybody that you've fallen you can't get up because you can Somehow, some way, you can find the strength to get yourself back up, dust yourself off, bump fists again, and start fighting again. You may be weak in an area. You may have blown it. You may have got choked out. You may have got arm barred. You may, someone may have got a, a heel hook on you. You tap out. You realize that, that, that you, 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 your defenses broke down. Learn from it and start fighting again. But here's a really cool thing. A couple times in the Psalms, the Bible describes God and his glory and his presence as our re-reward, as our rear guard. You ever heard the statement, I got your back. I'll watch over you. Do you realize that's God? You know, many times I think in our lives we um, think that, that, that the presence of God is, I just don't know where God's at. Well, many times he's just standing in the back protecting us. You know the story of crossing the Red Sea? Once the Red Sea was parted and they started crossing and, and Pharaoh's armies were coming, that the pillar of fire came down and separated and watched and covered the back of Israel as they're fleeing across the Red Sea. That he became the rear guard and protected them from Pharaoh catching up and killing them as they're even trying to cross the Red Sea. And then once they had crossed, the filler of fire, fire removed and Pharaoh started crossing and then the waters came back and killed them all. Sometimes we think that we're alone and God's not in this with us. But many times, he's just watching our back. He's back there protecting our weak areas. Watch your back. Realize you have weak areas. Protect them. Also protect your strong areas that don't, they don't become weak areas. And if you fail, if you fall, if you end up getting choked out, tap out, bump fists, go back to fighting. But watch your back. We all have those weak areas. Protect them. Get your defenses up. Strengthen your defenses. And then keep going forward for the Lord. I know I went a little long today, but this is on my heart. And I just wanted you to just have a glimpse of my heart. Watch your back. Protect your back. Protect the backs of your family. Protect the backs of your loved ones. Protect the backs of your church. Protect the backs of, of those people you care about. How about this one? Protect the backs of your enemies. You know what it says? Love your enemies. <laughs> Watch your back. Watch the backs of others. Because the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Hope's help to you. Have a great week this week. Watch your back. Stay close to God. Strengthen those weak areas of your life. Reach out to me if you need a prayer partner or someone to help you watch your back. Here to help ministry at Gmail. Love to hear from you. This has helped to you share it. Let people know about it. 
But watch your back today. Watch your back this week. Strengthen those weak areas. And keep fighting for God, your family, your marriage, your friends, your family, your church. For the Lord, for the ministry, for the gospel. Keep fighting. Because it's so worth it. I love you. We'll talk to you soon.